Welcome to a Radio 191 FM podcast. From slinging breakfast on Radio 1 to being the mayor who gets it done, it's time for our bi-weekly catch-up with Dunedin's mayor, Yes, Walking with Hawkins. All right, I'm joined right now by the mayor, Aaron Hawkins, Morena. Good morning. How are we today, sir? Oh, very good. Chilly autumnal day, isn't it? Yes, it's finally hit. Uh, I tell you what, I've got two maple trees in my house and I am sick of raking already. Um, ah, exotic. I, I, you know, I look forward to winter because I don't have to mow the lawn so much, but I totally forgot about autumn and raking of leaves. Get yourself some mate. Then you'll have something to complain about. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I have a couple of those, and my weed eater just hates them. They hate it. They hate it. They hate it. Hey, um, just quickly, I think um, I just want to start by acknowledging uh, the victims, both directly and indirectly, of the tragic events at Countdown. Uh, at the beginning of this week, and the emergency workers, the nurses, the doctors, the ambulance crew, the New Zealand police, uh, for their incredible job they did, uh, and we hope um, for a speedy recovery uh, for those affected, um, both directly and indirectly as well. Yeah, it was pretty horrific um, news as it, as it unfolded uh, earlier in the week, and you know, nobody, nobody should. Uh, be in a position where they end up getting hurt at work uh, or or indeed doing something as mundane as grocery shopping and I think that's the the most chilling thing uh, about this whole incident is that it, it could have been any of us or our families I had family in there just before that regularly um, shop there on, on my way to the bus stop um, Yes, it's reassuring uh, that there's no reason to believe that it's part of uh, anything wider than that, uh, which gives people a comfort, I think, in, in being able to um, come back into the city centre and return to normal, but certainly, yeah, absolutely, it's um, tough, and, and these sorts of things kind of ripple outwards, They're not just going to affect the, uh, the staff at that, that particular supermarket, but uh, people indeed in, in, in those uh, businesses uh, all over town and, mm-hmm. and, and all over the country, and you know we, we've all we've all sat idly by, I'm sure, and, and watched people direct their bad behaviour at um, underpaid uh, service workers and, and those sorts of environments. And I think uh, I think we all need to reflect on the kinds of things that that can empower and enable at the extreme end of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Well, we must remember that these employees were the heroes of lockdown, and they continue to be heroes all the time as well, you know. Quite right. And, yeah. and, 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 and in this case, quite literally, um, you know, extraordinary um, yeah. oh. work from staff and, and, and customers, and you know, actually there were some trained police officers also casually shopping. Yeah, as um, they do. Helpful to have in those situations, but yeah, remarkable, remarkable action. Indeed, indeed. Hey, um, it's New Zealand Music Month. Um, what's the first New Zealand album you uh, ever purchased? Ah, uh, the first New Zealand album I purchased. Uh, good. It could have been a single, uh, whatever it was. Oh, thank you. Uh, I, I, I think when I got a, I got a, a CD. A CD player boombox type thing for Christmas one year, mm-hmm. uh, and I think the first two. And this is um, not playing to your audience particularly, but the first two 
albums, first two CDs I had, one was uh, Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pills. Yeah, good. New then, and the other one was, maybe it was called Don't Dream It's Over. It was a two-CD uh, Crowded House Greatest Tips compilation, oh, hey. one of studio recordings and one of live material. Both amazing. And I, I'll tell you what, Alanis Morissette has made a huge comeback. Um, yeah, I see that. That's yeah. the long game, Jamie. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, um, yeah, the youngins, they, they love it. They love the Lannis Morrissey, as as do I. Yeah, my my first uh, well, my first ever album was actually uh, Smurfs Party Time album, um, but uh, first New Zealand record was Supergroove. I think would have been the first uh, one I ever well, bought. That's, you know, that's aged better than wow. I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> maybe has aged as well as as Neil Finn. Also on a on a crowded house, also on a grand comeback. Yes, that's um, exactly right. Yeah, my, my, my first cassette tape was Michael Jackson's Bad, but probably the less said about that, the better in the current <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the fact that Crowded House now actually, it seems quite legit because all the family are in the band. Yeah, so it I would be. It so would it be. been a similar iteration at one of the low hum festivals, it was like a mystery band. Yeah. It might have been listed as karaoke or something in the in the program, but it was because Liam Finn was playing and, and Neil came and Al Roy, I think, and they did. What is yeah, what has now become uh, crowded house? Yeah, you know, you, if you stick around long enough, you, your family are your own succession plan. <laughs> That's right. But um, what I mean by that is they all live in the in the same crowded house. Oh God, <laughs> worse than I thought. <laughs> You're a father now. You got to get these jokes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, right. Hey, the venue walls are heating up. Of course. Um, you've got, you know, we're looking for a mid-sized, multi-purpose venue, I guess, uh, or theatre, uh, and it's Mayfair versus Athenaeum, uh, but you've also got people screaming out for Sammy's. Um, each has their own merits. Um, parking isn't one of them for any of the, well, except for maybe the Athenaeum. Um, but, you know, th- theatre for me, you know, it's a night out. Um, you know, it often includes a, a meal, uh, and maybe a, a tippy afterwards. And if you're looking at the likes of Mayfair, I know you're a fan yourself of Nanking Palace. We've shared a meal there before. Um, and I think you, um, we may have even sung karaoke at Hef's too. But, um, yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. Like, um, South Dunedin's an amazing, vibrant area. I love South Dunedin. I grew up there. I still go there for dinner quite often. Um but, you know, does does that kind of thing weigh in the opinions of, of this argument? That's something that I've been wondering about. Yeah, and and, and, and in, uh, in that particular uh, context, it's a, it's, if you're weighing up that kind of ancillary, what you might call ancillary activities, yeah. uh, um, bars and restaurants and those sorts of things, it's a, um, a, a, it's a discussion between a, a location where that already exists uh, or using uh, a different location uh, as a as a catalyst for those uh, sorts of businesses uh, to um, to build up around it. So mm. you, could, you could use it as a, a driver for uh, urban renewal uh, in, in South Dunedin, for instance, as opposed to going into the Optigan, uh where those uh, those sorts of those sorts of activities are are already numerous. Uh, but it's a it's a complicated. Discussion um, and, and it depends. The, the location is really secondary at this point to uh, what it is that you're trying to achieve. It seems unlikely that you're going to create a built environment uh, that is both a that can service a 400-ish uh, seat uh, professional 
theatre and also five to eight hundred uh, standing room mid-sized music venue and also something with the acoustic properties that would support uh, you know symphonic or chamber music arrangements mm. uh, and also something that uh, includes smaller spaces and rehearsal rooms and so on. Uh, and and then secondary to this, um, we've got this this other conversation happening around, and this is not just um, not just not specific to uh, to music venues. It's the same for for theatre. You know, people working in found spaces, people dealing with uh, compliance and trying to legitimise uh, informal venues, people dealing with the regulatory arm of uh, of of council and uh, and and what does it mean to have Subjective measurements of mm. noise uh, as a as a as nuisance, uh, and so what's becoming clear through certainly through submissions and, and presentations that we've had this week, uh, and in the commentary and, and and discussion that's happened in advance of this, is that you know there are a number of different things. It's fashionable now to talk about an ecosystem, but you know, there are a number of of different things that need addressing, uh, and it seems unlikely to me that. A, a building, whatever it looks like, and wherever it is, is going to fix all of those problems. And and so, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see where this gets to in terms of council's deliberations and decision making. But it's reasonably clear to me that um, we need uh, there's, there's more work to do in, in working with uh, and alongside our creative community to address um, a, a range of issues in the in the short to medium term mm-hmm. um, because even you know regardless of you know what we decide at this meeting that's not going to happen you know for you know, a year or three yet in terms of anything that would be uh, constructed and built and we don't have that long uh, to, to to work with the music venues uh, to make sure that they are they continue to be and can continue to be a viable operation um, now, excuse my ignorance, Aaron, but can you That's tell? <laughs> but can you tell me why we've had we've had a ten year plan in twenty fifteen, a ten year plan in twenty eighteen, and another one in twenty twenty one? Does every new term need a new ten year plan? Yeah, so I mean, legally they're called the long term plan, but you know, ten years is anybody's definition of long term. So we've uh, we call ours the, the ten year plan. So. Yeah, by the legislative requirement that every three years, uh, every local authority has to uh, set out its budget for the 10-year period and the intervening years, um, we have what, what are called annual plans that uh, used to effectively be a, a complete review of the 10-year plan and are now um, focused more on um, significant changes that you might want to make to your 10-year plan. Uh, so this is the this is the the big one on the three-year cycle, and it sits as it should do in the in the middle of the of the three-year council cycle. <laughs> I'm, n- I'm none the wiser. Did that, did that help? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all right. I've been captured. Rightio, rightio. Oh, well, we'll leave it there. Um, thank you. I'm, I, yeah, I'm still confused, but that's great. Right, uh, it's New Zealand Music Month. You've chosen a song. I, I pulled out the origins of Species from Fang. Um, you asked album. for some Fang. It is a great album. It's their debut album that came out, I think, back in like 99 or 2000. Um, yeah. Early Arch Hill. Um, with, of course, Mr. Ben Howie on there, who now works for uh, Flying Out. 
I believe. Yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm so old now, Jamie. That you have to find my requests on compact disc. Thank you. That's, <laughs> that's, been, that's been humbling. But this is, um, you know, this is a, a song about uh, a, about having a a fruitful uh, and uh, empowering uh, and productive uh, office working life. <laughs> uh, so this uh, this is for uh, all the the nine to fivers out there and maybe you have uh, a, their seek tab open secretly uh, on a incognito chrome page uh, <laughs> sitting at their cubicle um, from soon maybe listening to the song on their way into their job that is no longer bringing them the joy that they thought it might um, but yeah Employee of the month by Fang. Oh my Listen god! The radio one ninety one FM. I, I'm just yeah. Is this fraudulent <laughs> for you? <laughs> Here it is. Hey, hey, thank you very much. You have a wonderful day, and we'll talk again soon. Cheers. You too. Thanks, Jamie. Bye. to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.